Welcome to the Album Club with your hosts, Chris, Will, Ben, and Jack. Gonna listen to an album and make our mind up, make our mind. Gonna talk for maybe an hour about what we think is actual sound. Discuss our thoughts and critiques and bands, but mainly hear some new ones. We're talking and tangents and talking another tangent. Who's trying to pick the sound that we'll talk about next week around, but mostly a fun time. Just friends and music, music, yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Album Club, a podcast where, like a book club, we discuss a different music album that one of us has yada yada. You know the drill. You've been here enough by now. Each week we rotate, leading as the main host, picking the album, topics and questions to discuss throughout the episode. How the flip is everybody doing? Nice. Yes. <laughs> nice. Ben White has returned. He's back after He's his back. one week sabbatical. Oh, I was gone. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that happened. Was that like last it week? Did. That was last yeah, week. Yeah. What happened last week? Oh, you went here. You, you were doing musicals? Christmas? I feel like that was the other week. No, that was last week. I can't tell you a fun story about what I was doing instead last week because I can't remember what it is. But I can tell you that the school musical we did was high school musical and that one night yes. um, the backstage people forgot to give the main character a basketball. Oh, so no. they were just stood there, like trying to win the game at the end with the big, like <laughs> slam dunk. Everyone cheers. We're all <laughs> in this together. It's about to start. It's all kicking off, but there's no ball. <laughs> <laughs> and that has been in Act One as well. So it's oh, not like anyone no. in the audience could just no. go with the like, go with the improv. Me- yeah. So we're balling yeah. this together. So there we go. So we're not all in this together because. We're gonna fire some backstage children. <laughs> oh um, no! No, we're not. They did a great job. Like ridiculously good. It was very nice. nice. But yeah, I don't know what what day did you record? I can give you a fact about that day if you want. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday last week. Yeah. Oh, I was probably teaching drums. Who did I teach? Oh, nice. Hmm. <laughs> I haven't got <laughs> any facts, but I could lie. Nah. Oh, do. <laughs> okay. How are you, Jack? We'll move on. I'm good. I've just come back from Lake District. Oh, why? Where'd you go? The Lake, the Lake to, District. Um, boners. To where, sorry? <laughs> Chris, I love that we both did that. <laughs> <laughs> You're so yeah. And we both did it too slow as well. Like. <laughs> yeah, the conversation had already moved on. But I think Jack said he went to a place called Boners, which is way better. Boners of Windermere? Boners. Yeah. Okay, no, that's more notable. Boners. Than boners of, of Windermere? Um, and also Windermere itself. Mm, I'm ask the expert. Good lake. Good lake. Very good lake. I got in amongst a cloud and soaked by said cloud and nice. then came down again. Um, it was really nice. I was in the highest point in ye old Lancashire. Nice. Um, and then the day after I had some really shite tapas, so... Well, you went to I'm Lancashire there. for tapas. What'd you expect? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, someone at I work so that... went on holiday to Blackpool recently, and I was like, careful, it's Blackpool. They're like, no, nah, it'd be fine. And they came back after it. I was like, how was it? They're like, it was fucking shit. I was like, I know. I t- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Why? What was wrong with it? It was Blackpool. Blackpool. Like, they just didn't leave the hotel because they didn't want to go out because A, the weather was bad. B, there wasn't really any sort of thing to do that wasn't a little bit dilapidated see they went in like march so the weather's not the greatest so like they couldn't really do beachy things and i think they'd been they went with (laughs) them 
their girlfriend, their dad, and their dad and their girlfriend's mom, I think. Well, to us, which I'll find out when this episode released, you just went A, yada, yada, B. You went and then B, you stopped, there wasn't any, and then and froze, like, after the there sky, wasn't any or something. Like, and then you went C, and I was like, that's a valid point, I <laughs> we guess. We all just looked at each other, like, what? Excellent. Well, I'm glad to know the so, connections here tonight. So we'll tonight. have to guess what the B is and then continue as if we knew. Either way, um, yeah, Tapas and Blackpool's probably shit as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would hope so, but to be fair, I mean, like the the meat eaters of the party enjoyed, but I had uh, a a Spanish omelet that tasted like absolutely nothing. So omelet that was good. Spomlet. It has. Yeah. Um, what am I saying? This weekend began my birthday celebrations. Oh, good news! Yeah. It's my birthday week. It's now a week. Yeah. Do what I want. Mm-hmm. So on on Saturday, went to an arcade like bar, which was good fun. Um, nice. Went with some old workmates. Um, played Dance Dance Revolution, and that's hard. Like that game's real hard. I was like, <laughs> we'll start with medium. I think medium should be all right. And then nearly fell off. And then I was like, well, we'll go easy. When his calves are burning later. And I was like, well. I'll have some pints. I can do that quite well. And then uh, <laughs> proceeded to have many yeah. pints. And Excellent. Was shaky. Uh, forgot to eat an evening meal. Oh, Chris. And it, I started drinking at like three. Left the place at like nice. midnight. And I was like, I am so nice. hungry. I'm about to die. Found a subway. Smashed a foot long subway. And then <laughs> was like, well, I feel better now. Uh, and then was still a little dead the next day. I like to think you didn't eat it. You literally just took it and smashed it with your hands. <laughs> I just grabbed it. I was it, like, that's got like, the anger out. Yeah. i like, oh, I'm so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry. How do I eat you? Smash. <laughs> uh, so, everyone, what's going yeah. on? What's going on? What's going on? This week, we ladies and gentlemen, we are listening to What's Going On, the Marvin Gaye album. What is? And just for the sake of continuity, we're joined here today with um, Jack Save the Children Zissel. Um, what's happening, Chris uh, McDonnell? And uh, holy Ben White. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hello. So. And who are you? What's your name? Oh, I am in a Will Yates blues. The Will Yates blues. <laughs> mercy, mercy, Will Yates. <laughs> Oh dear! What did we think? What? what you, Chris and Jack, you haven't heard this album before, have you? I don't know that I'd heard any of this. You said that I might have known what's going on. Yeah, I don't think I have. Wow, no, that's fine. Me. I know some other Marvin Gaye for sure, mm. but I didn't know that I'd know this. And yeah, it's fun. I um, listened to this whilst running between two train stations. In outside of Wakefield, because you know that trains can take you between train stations. <laughs> oh, abs- right? absolutely! But if both of those trains get cancelled, so I I walked to the first one. I was like, "Oh, cancelled, lit." Mm. So I walked along to the next one, um, just to to chill out for a bit, and then I thought, oh, "I'll go back and get the next train because I've had a nice like hours hours walk." And then I got back, and that one was cancelled as well. So I was like, oh. "Well, fuck it, I'll walk 
back to that other train station and then that one got cancelled oh no so so then came back and finally got a train and did it fit the vibe no (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that's what he was singing about (laughs) no i don't think it was i mean to be fair that like the start vibe was like oh i guess i'm annoyed that my train hasn't got here but it's still like a nice walk and then i guess the album ended with me being like for fuck's sake where's my fucking why? train <laughs> for yeah. fuck's sake why was actually the original title of the album <laughs> yeah that is decided to tone it down what's going on brackets for fuck's sake why yeah here's an interesting fact about this album the original title was going to be what's going on but with a question mark and marvin gay was, was really- like marvin gay was like nah it's not a question it's a statement Take and was out it that have a G on the end of going what? as well? No, there is one. Is there? Yeah. In my brain, it, it was going to add a second G seems... to the end. Of yeah, going. it was going. You're going to add more. What's going yeah. on? Oh, was going to oh, form a G. Oh, fair enough. But right. uh, yeah, Chris, what did you think? Um, so I definitely heard what's going on, mm. and I hadn't heard any of the others, and yeah. it was all right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, chill cool. vibes, um, very well played for, throughout the album by all by mm. all parties involved, and yeah, Zite. Yeah. Ben, a White. statement I will oh. make. Sorry, no, go on, please. Uh, a statement I will make early is that I feel like he could have sung anything over these these instrumentals, and it would have been about the same fitting as what it currently is. Like it felt very like instrumental. On one level, mm. and then the vocal above it, kind of thing. It was just kind Ooh. of like you mean, like lyrically lyrical. or melodically, or melodic, absolutely melodically. Well, like, remind me that later because I've got a fun fact about that. Oh, I feel like this is cool. the point in the podcast where I should introduce to those who don't know who Marvin Gaye is, Marvin Gaye, and also who don't know about this album, the album, because that is the thing we're doing now. We're talking about uh, <laughs> the artist a little bit. So, for those who do not know. Marvin Gaye uh, was was born Yay. on April 2nd, 1939. Oh shit, that's close. <laughs> yes. Um, Actually, he the day after when this episode will be released. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, happy birthday. An American singer and songwriter, mainly quite well known for the Motown scene. Uh, first as an in-house session musician and later as a solo artist. Um, he has got the nicknames of the Prince of Motown and the Prince of Soul. Uh, you might know him from Heard It Through the Grapevine, Let's Get It On. Honey, honey. Honey, Ooh. honey. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were singing the ABBA song. <laughs> honey, honey, how you throw. I was like, no, that's not the same. Um, uh, no one, one of those definitely has the words honey, honey. The other yeah, one yeah. definitely doesn't. Honey, honey, I know. Yeah, that's... And then yeah. Tammy Terrell is uh, an act he was associated with because I think they did Ain't No Mountain. Um, oh, cool. They did. They did. And lots of stuff. And lots of other stuff. Like, Marvin Gaye has quite an extensive back catalogue and there is... But he doesn't sing on that, right? Yeah. On Ain't No Mountain. Oh, he is yeah. half of the singing, approximately. Oh, approximately If not 50%. more, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's got... I find that he's got, like, different eras. And early Marvin Gaye is kind of like... You know, family entertainment where he's doing Heard It Through the Grapevine and Ain't No Mountain. You're like, oh, this is quite nice and clean cut. And then, like, later Marvin Gaye is very political and quite charged and a lot more edge. And and then it's all sex. 
a lot of sex. It's, it's he he literally wrote the sex about. song. You know, he just he just. Oh, babe. I reckon so many people have been conceived to Marvin Gaye's music. You're going to listen to this, Marvin. You're going to listen to this, Bloodstone, as Anderson Pack once okay. said. Um, I'm going to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, fine. Um, I, I'm not actually. I mean, I okay. can. I no, thought, you don't um, need to. You said, um, you said Marvin was the prince of soul. Which that's, I know you hadn't came up with that. No, I, that's that's but what Wikipedia whoever says. Whoever came up with it, can we all make claims as who the king of soul is? Then that's uh, what I Oh, no. interesting. Um, the Lord Jesus I've got Christ. an idea for queen. I've got a solid shout for queen, but king. I'm gonna go Jesus Christ, and then close second. I think. Uh, hmm, who's quite soulful? <sighs> Melon Kim. No, uh, I don't know. I don't fucking. I don't know enough soul. Know, any yet. ideas? Any ideas, guys? Stevie, the king of soul. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Could be. Stevie could be. Ooh, Ray I don't know if the time. The Ray timeline Charles. isn't. But... I feel like Ray Charles is more blues. James Brown. Yeah. James Brown. Yeah. No, he is the He's king the of soul. The Godfather of soul. The Godfather of soul. That's the one. I, I'm saying Aretha is the queen. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah I, I think beyond yeah. a doubt, I think Aretha is the queen. But the king yeah. of soul. Hmm. I have. Green. I've googled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. It is. <laughs> yeah, apparently, go on. What's, what Otis Redding. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah, I'll sure. take All that. Right. Yeah, that's valid, actually. Yeah, that's. Sure. Yeah. I don't see like a mega definitive lineage. 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 What's the word? Oh, lineage. What is the word? Lineage between those two. Like, not mm. a mega direct in the way that the music some of connects. Them have, but... So, yeah, that's cool. For more context behind Marvin Gaye. Uh, I'll go on. He, I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip to the end. He got shot by his dad, and that's how he died. Oh no! What? Yeah, Marvin Gaye Senior shot him three times, two times. What? In, yeah. Um, how do I not know that? How is that not like a thing? Yeah. That so that is one of the reasons why he's been culturally propelled is because of his untimely death in 1984 at the really? age of 44. He's having yeah. a pretty horrible time. He's had a real rough that time. That so, well, like, more context for this album. He was in a deep state of depression because Tammy Terrell, who I mentioned earlier, had died. And that was like one of his quite famous singing partners. So he hadn't been out of the house. He hadn't performed. He released an album, but he didn't do any um, promo for it. He just stayed inside, basically. Um, And what with the current 1970s climate, he was inspired to... Well, I'm trying to to word this in a way that doesn't ruin our questions later. Um... He was inspired by who's the dude? While you're looking of, it up, yeah, I'll say that I thought because it was April Fool's Day that you were gonna like edit out the name of the album at the start and have oh. me just talk about Marvin Gaye the whole time, but actually you'd like <laughs> introduced it as a different album, so I'd look really silly. But based oh, on this, I think I'm safe. Yeah, you're definitely safe. <laughs> safe. Unless you're gonna find another artist with that exact same backstory. <laughs> like... Here we go. Uh, one of the four tops, so Obi Benson, or Ronaldo Obi Benson, um, was telling Marvin, hey, I've got a song I think you should do. It was basically what's going on. And he was like, I think you should do this. And he was like, oh, I don't know, it's a bit political. Or rather, no, he said, this is too political for me, you should do it. And Mom was like, ah, no. And then he was like, I'll give you songwriting credit. He's like, okay, yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> and then the rest of the album is is quite a concept on injustices and various different things. So it um, it was his first sort of ende- like big endeavor in a little while, 
because uh, he was very much like not in a good place while he was doing this. In fact, let's have a look. Uh, Marvin had fallen in, into uh, a deep depression following the brain tumor diagnosis of Motown's singing partner, Tammy Terrell, the failure of his marriage to Anna Gordy, a growing dependency on cocaine, troubles with the IRS, and struggles with his record label. So. Um, he had attempted suicide with a handgun, <laughs> only to be saved from committing <laughs> yes. by uh, Barry Gordy's father. Um, yeah. So, so um, what Will was saying is that the first song was what's going on. And at that point, Motown did not do political songs. That was a rule. You could not no. do oh, a no, no, no. song on Motown. Ah. And so, so what I want to know is, could you guys tell that what had happened is what's going on happened, the song, and it was ridiculously successful. Yeah. Um, and then Motown were like, hold on, maybe we should do political music after all. <laughs> Let's do an album of this. Could you guys hear that? Could you guys tell? Did it feel like this song and then let's expand, let's try and make an album out of this? Or was it... Because it wasn't an album and they were like, this is the single. It was like, this is a single. Oh, crikey, quick, give me an album of this It definitely all please. felt quite political. But it didn't feel like the first time that they were trying to be political. It didn't feel like a first. No, yeah, it didn't feel like a first, but mm. the album definitely felt like, here's some things about climate change, about Vietnam. Here's... Is that timeline right, Vietnam? I think so. And then, like, yeah, some other stuff like that. So I think it all had the themes of seriousness, whereas I guess Motown before was more disco-y, jolly, spin your records yeah, kind of thing. So. Mm. Um, but some it's, of the people who own Motown are white, right? I've not made that up. Yeah, I think that's true. And I, I, so know I that, think there's um, some, like, gross reasoning behind the lack the, of political. The well, reason but. that they even got the record on in the first place is Marvin just went on strike. He was like, I'm not doing anything unless you release this. And oh, then fair. there's another story about one of the know. acetate masters fell into the lap of one of the label heads by accident. Like on when they did like um I don't know, the morning masters to like listen to and decide which one. This one had fallen into the lap and the dude apparently made a copy of it and just played it to everyone that came in the office. But that mm-hmm. one I feel like is more conjecture than than fact. But still it's a fun story. Um but yeah, Marvin had to properly fight to to get this music out a little bit. Because at the time it was quite controversial. Because, okay, let's go into question one. Specific or vague, what's the album about? Hardship. That's pretty vague. That's pretty vague. Well, I think, okay, so I think. I guess so. I think vague if you're not there, but specific if you are. Mm. Like, I, I think there's a lot of stuff that's very clear what he's referencing, probably, if you're alive then and mm. like aware of the cultural what's going like if you know what's, what's going, going on, on then it's pretty clear what he's talking about i think yeah. probably whereas because a lot of those themes still exist now like it's not it's not all fixed is it then mm. it feels quite vague and generic now maybe but at the time it maybe felt really quite i i think it felt more pointed is, is what i want to believe anyway mm. Um, What's going on is a pretty good starting statement for that as well. Yeah. It's a really good song. Like, yeah. But I mean, more so in just sort of lyrical, like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What what we up to? Mm. But it's it's done with love, which I really like about it as well. It feels like, because even the the first line is like about family, basically. And then he uses the word brother a lot, which I know Mm. is for several reasons. But one of the reasons... I'm pretty adamant is because the fam the family association with the word brother like mm. that is not the only thing that that means but that is 
really quite un- unavoidable, I think. That was one line that made me laugh in a later song. was like, love your dad because he's mm. all right. Love your mum because she, she does you. stuff. Love your, your sister because she loves you back. And then love your brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> was basically how, <laughs> how that went. <laughs> like... Jack Zissel, King of Soul. <laughs> that tickled me. It that was that was a good moment. Yeah. Um, so, fun fact about brothers: Marvin Gaye's brother was in the Vietnam War and came back oh, no. before this album. Oh, and okay. Oh, that's good. One of the concepts of the album is his brother coming back and being like, "Yo, what? What's happened? What's going oh, on?" Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, although the actual, the original "What's Going On" because uh, the person who wrote the song wasn't initially Marvin was from let's see, from Bloody Thursday, which was an anti-war protest where the police just just got real brutal, mm. and uh, Be- Obi Benson witnessed it and was just driving past and was like, "What the hell's happening here? What's going on?" and mm. Yeah, yeah that's the to, kind of thing that I think yeah. if you were around at the time, you would just know, and that would just yeah. be specific. Whereas totally. right now, it feels quite vague, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We're quite lucky in the fact we're a few steps away of the culture, time-wise and geography-wise. Geography-wise, uh, so mm. it is easier for us to sit at this and be like, "Oh, that's that's quite interesting." But I imagine it was quite visceral at the time. Yeah, and I, I like the I sure. like the thesis statement at the start of like mm. let's let's ask questions rather than jump to conclusions. And yeah, totally. Try and talk. Mm. and i don't know how much people involved like stood behind that or not but mm. that's what the song says and i like yeah. that <laughs> so yeah what say you chris any other themes that you can think of i just i kind of mentioned it before like it's just a lot of like like what is what what's going on but no not to just mm. say that but like like it's just a lot of like narrative um looking at the the current times i guess in the, mm. the early 70s which uh, were not great. Not like no. any time has been good for a while, but just like <laughs> a lot of like um, looking at the current climates of like war and I guess like drug abuse and everything in between. So Coincidentally, I, the reason that I suggested this album in the first place was just by a chance because obviously we have a, a bit of a conflict between Russia and Ukraine right now to really underplay it and be a a little bit disrespectful, I promise. But um, Jeremy Vine on Radio 2 was getting into, like normally on the radio at work, when Jeremy Vine comes on, we'll switch it over because he normally does quite lengthy and quite droll, just sad topics. Uh, but we were really busy at work. And so we, you know, he listened to him talk about this horrible, horrible thing that's happening right now. And in order to to be like, mm, let's take a song break, he played What's Going On. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting Huh. Interesting choice of music, Jeremy from Radio Two. Um, but and it may be like right in a way. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I'm not going to draw comparatives between this and that because no. I really I don't yeah, want to focus sure. on that as the main point. Yeah. But it certainly reinvoked my interest in this album. I was like, oh no, this is pretty apt. Like this is pretty. Also, hmm. quite funny that we're still here in certain aspects. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. Isn't the conflict an entirely different? set of reasons i don't yes. know a lot about russia and ukraine at all because i don't watch the news yeah but it is an entirely different I don't set think of reasons there's a lot of overlap in terms of motivation really. also no, agreed no, sure. but i think it was more it, for me it was a, a similarity between oh yeah there is still war that was as base level as it went 
But mm. I also don't need to justify myself to you. So there. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the main themes of this album, from what I gathered from reading through various articles, is quite a few things. So you've got the ecology of the world, so natural resources being overmined and like oil spilled into the sea, uh, the Vietnam War, the quite an issue with with race and poverty and i thought one thing was quite interesting quite funny was one of the topics brought up is taxation as well after marvin Gaye yeah. just got done by the irs for tax evasion oh, right. <laughs> so he's against taxation he is against Valid. i mean yeah it's Both of those pretty valid reason. support that theory yeah <laughs> yeah um and i'm, I'm sure what do you I've think um, as well. what do you think the most interesting topic is or and if if we're saying this is when suddenly Motown artists are allowed to go political, does it feel a little bit like he's gone? All right, cool, let's go then. Let's do everything. Every every topic. I feel like it's How kind of like if I get to do one protest song, I'm making it count. <laughs> or if I, I mean, get to do one I think, protest, I definitely album. preferred this to the Anoni approach of just yeah, just just spitting everything out dark. and yeah and. It's not at quite least as there's some like light at the end of this album, mm. and it's a bit more. Mm. I guess. I guess there is light in terms of God and family and love and mm. community and, and instrumental and... feel as well. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was talking like topically, but yeah, yeah, yeah in like sure. literal, there's literal vibe. Yeah, definitely. A consistent theme of it's not too late. We can turn back, which I quite like. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I, guess, I think. I guess so. Because he's. Saying... I don't know how much he believes it though. Well, from a from the character's point of view, I think his character does. But from Marvin Gaye's point of view, I don't know. Like <laughs> Marvin Gaye, the singer, and Marvin Gaye, the person, were two very different people in this album. Um, but I I don't know. It's nice that there's a, still a, a message of hope in this pretty awful time mm. for him. Because I I, yeah. I was really surprised that when I read up on this album that it was about the Vietnam War quite heavily. I didn't. I didn't realize that at all. I honestly mm. thought it was just about race, um, but there's quite a lot of topics. Drug use as well. There's um, flying high in the sky is about heroin and being addicted to that and various drug substances, like various substance abuse that's now prevalent in communities. Which is that race related or? I I don't know. Is that an argument he's making? Because I I haven't listened to that song loads, so I don't know, but. Well, because here's a fun, like not really fun. But I, here's, I guarantee here's you a need fact. to Google the word fun. Like this, uh, <laughs> this is important research. There's the slang word for heroin in the seventies was boy. <laughs> so when there's a line that says, okay. um, "This," oh, I forget what the actual. I'm going to look at the lyric. Um, to the boy who makes slaves out of men. Yeah, to the boy who makes slaves out of men. Ooh, boy okay. being heroin. Um. Yeah, crazy. Just a different culture and various other things. I feel like I'm slightly rambling now, so apologies everyone listening. But um, yeah, no, it's, what else? I mean, what else were the questions? It, what else did you ask us? Oh, sorry, Jack. Go on. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Cool. Yeah. Next. So the answer to specific <laughs> or vague about what this album was about, the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. This one's a little bit more. Uh, less in depth but if, what musical artist if mr mr gay was still alive today what would you want to show him what kind of musical artist would you show him especially 
from the point of view of once he's dropped this album, if you could take an artist from today and be like, hey, listen to this. What do you think about this? Or oh. look at what you've inspired. Or what do you think has come from this? Who would you show it? I read this completely differently. I thought you meant like, who am I showing Marvin Gaye to be like, yo, you should write more like Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to hear your answer anyway. And and I was lost. I was like, I don't know. Like probably most of the people that should know about Marvin Gaye probably do. Like... But yeah, if yeah, you give probably. me a sec, I'll think about the actual answer. <laughs> I really wish you'd just be like, yeah, I was going to show Machine Gun Kelly Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever actually listened to Machine Gun Kelly. I haven't. I I've only ever seen him in Jackass 4. Slightly. Oh, fair. Yeah. Sure. What was Barry White. Chris? Barry what, White. What was the question? I got confused because the then Jack started talking and flipped the question. I was like, wait, what was what was the actual question? <laughs> the actual question was if you could show Marvin Gaye as he was in 1971, an artist from today, who would you show him? Barry White, next question. Correct answer. Machine Gun Chris Kelly, McDonald. next question. Um, Barry Gun Kelly, next Chris question. Chris frozen? Chris has frozen. Oh, I've frozen. Barry Gun Kelly, cracking. <laughs> Barry Gun Kelly, oh, Machine back. Gun Barry White. <laughs> um, um, Will, by the way, you should check out the Barry White song that um, Rock DJ samples. You fucking oh, what? Yeah, yeah, you should do that. Barry White. What? Check it out. What, Rock DJ. What but not right now. DJ? Like, in life, you should do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going um, to, I'm Chris, just going to cue it. <laughs> Rock DJ who sampled Sample of Barry It's Ecstasy When You Lay Down Every time I find a Barry White song I'm like Actually no this slaps a lot more than Yeah Barry White's really good And also a sample Can I kick it Tribe Called Quest (laughs) It's not the only Tribe Called Quest reference In Robbie Williams' discography No Really No he he, he does a lot of Yeah So Can I kick it Yes you can Welcome to the Barry White podcast (laughs) Yo that's That's that is just the song, isn't it? Yeah, cracking. Cool. I'll listen to that afterwards. Um, okay. Uh, I'll show him some of Super Modern. Blow his mind. I'd show him like Bonobo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> show him I think like, I, do, I do mean, the, the guy would dig hip hop, like for sure. Yeah. Surely. Like, I, I feel like I feel like he's he's going to be. Well, so is he still alive now? So he's been alive the whole time in this. No, scenario. I think I think you've gone through a portal. You pulled him out at night. He's just released. Um, <laughs> oh. Let's freak him the fuck out yeah. and make him quit music. Literally, what's going on? Sure, yeah. yeah. Now I'm going to stick with Barry White. That feels safer than showing him, yeah. like, I don't know, Skrillex. Sophie. I was going <laughs> like, to say so. I just, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, just sit him down in, like, the Hiss system, 28 channel audio, and just play him like, some binaural stuff. Keep his eyes open, like, in Clockwork Orange. <laughs> like. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Mr. 3D the audio over there. I'm sorry, I don't remember how surround sound works. Wait, put him in 28 speakers and give him two channels. And I'll fuck him up. And they won't be isolated. It'll fuck you up. You'll just be like, you, you've, you've got 26 more channels. You can do better, please. And delay none of them. Like you're getting like full, like slight delay off each bit of the stereo. Yeah. Like glorious. Gosh. I didn't actually have an answer for this myself. Um, I think hip hop's. I'd agree with Ben. I don't. I don't really know Marvin especially well. Like, no, I'm vaguely familiar with his output, but like, hmm. I I wouldn't claim to know what he would really. Actually, I'd, it'd be fun to show sure him like people who've sampled his music. 
and I then actually, probably hate it, but I don't know. I'd really, I'd really oh, want to play him yeah. um, just to see his visceral reaction. Is it Megan Trainer and Charlie Puth where they did a song called "Let's Marvin Gaye and Get It On"? It's definitely Charlie Puth. Megan might be on. Yeah, um, and it's it's basically "You Can Make Me Whole like Again" him. by Atomic Kitten, and I hate the song, and I want to see Marvin's reaction. I think, I think as if he hasn't so- suffered enough. <laughs> Sexual healing has been sampled 159 times according to who's I think it's at least 161 because me and Jack mm. both did remixes yeah. of it in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I've 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 got the Philacapella somewhere on a hard drive. So nice. Yeah. Oh, James Jameson's on this album as well, which is which is fun. But only on I think he's not on two tracks, but the rest he is. And it's real fun. Uh, for the uninitiated, who is? I'm glad you asked. James Jameson is one of the Funk Brothers, which is a Motown. He was was he in the Wrecking Crew as well? Then I don't think so. That was Carol Kay. That's the one. Yeah, he he's basically a very, 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 very renowned session musician. Behind Paul McCartney, he's the most recorded hit maker bassist. Huh. Oh, that's an um, interesting comparison. Wild. Yeah, he he um he's quite but famous they're not very for well his credited. No, those, no, those so like Motown musicians well, so. it was it was kind of like a 9 to 5 where they just clock in, clock out, write a hit song, play the and hit song. You think they'd get more credit if that was yeah. how it worked though. Yeah, but it just, they just didn't. Uh, he started getting credit like towards later in life. Um but again passed away before his time and therefore became a bit mm. of a legacy because he was also a, a quite an, a unique bass player. He mm. played very melodically, as you might hear in a few songs. He was also on Check Ain't, out, Ain't No Martin. Ain't No yeah. Martin's a super, super... I know it's not on this Ooh, album, okay. but it's Marvin, and it's... And the, there is so many notes in that bass line. Yeah. Like, really? I oh, don't I understand how he got away with that. Like, it should be distracting, but it is not. It is so supportive, yeah, and it has so much so movement, good. and it's beautiful. But it should be, on paper, it should be horrible. There's a, really good, yeah. there's a really good video where... Is he called Jack... Stratton from Wolfpack, is that his name? That's the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He made like a video where he basically like did like the MIDI so you could visualize just the insane, the insane range of that. Nice. And that's a good visualizer. It's so much movement. And if like as much as you guys have never noticed the baseline before, which is the goal, and that's a compliment to it, I think. Yeah, it is. If you took it out, the song would have so much less. Yeah. Like Mm. it would really miss it. If you did what everyone else would do to that song, it would be still an absolute bop, but you'd that's, be like, yeah. there's another there's level. There's, there's another level that it isn't yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. That's another and, thing about musicians at the time is that bassists would just do like root and fifth and then a mixture of the two. And then James Jameson came along and was like, no, we're doing melodies now. And because bass is going to be hard to record at that point, presumably. That's still a bit yeah. of an issue. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, he's ge- he's generally DI. He's generally straight in. Mm. which maybe helps, I don't know. But if they're recording a whole band in the same room, which they're not always by the time of what's going on, but like mm. at one point, mm. that's how it works. You want the bass player to calm the hell down quite yeah. often. I imagine that is quite a practical consideration. And if you're mm. printing it to vinyl, and if there's bleed into all the yeah. mics and there's phase yeah. and there's not time to fix it. like Particularly yeah. to like, vinyl. Like, generally, cause... the bass player is going to have to behave. So and, yeah. the fact that James is getting away with any of this is 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 a statement. 
Yeah. So for f- more fun facts about James Jamison, real quick, I'm just going to rattle them off. He used to play double blaze, went on to defend the precision base, only played with one finger instead of the common two. Uh, never changed his strings unless they snapped. Uh, never fixed his guitar. Like the neck was warped and other people have been like, yeah, that's that you can't play that guitar. It's, it's gross. And he's like, no, I can't. I'm James Jamison. Um, yeah, and was just remarkable. I think... What was the song then where he'd like done a gig, got absolutely smashed, and then ha- and then went into a recording studio to record another song and had to lie down the entire time because he couldn't stand up? I I think the story is that they were recording no, what's going on, mm. and they were like, "This is good, but it needs James Jameson." And yeah. Someone in the room was like, "Well, James Jameson is busy; he's playing a gig." And they're like, "This is good, but we need James Jameson. We need to get James Jameson." <laughs> and they're like, "Look." We can just wait until he's finished his gig, I suppose. And then they did, and he was like absolutely smashed because he just like finished a gig. And mm. I don't really and know about the guy's personal yeah. life, but potentially, um, if you'd have said that's, that, then that's I suspect they, it might yeah. be true. He, d- he, he died of liver cirrhosis. He was an alcoholic. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, but they were like, "Well, it's good, but we need James Jameson." So they just recorded him anyway, and then it turned out to be like better than what anyone else could. Can you imagine being the like plan A bass player for that <laughs> session? Oh and they've gosh. just like you've kept trying, and you've been playing in Marvin Gaye's band, so you've got mm. like no excuse. You've got one take as well, apparently. Like, yeah, he was one, one take. Um, yeah, which I found from YouTube. There's the isolated bass track, mm-hmm. so you can hear it in all its glory. What's it's going crazy. on? Um, um, so I know about recording. Um, in right on, holy shit! The percussive thing which you scratch with a stick. Jesus mm. Christ! Why I felt right? like it was embedding itself into my brain for like six <laughs> and a half minutes. It went yeah. on for so long. It was so loud. I was like, shut the fuck up. It was horrible. That was you, my least favorite part me, of the album. If you That's play one, I quit the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Jack, you mentioned before about how Marvin Gaye's vocals were were good, but the, like no match for like the actual melody of the, or not the melody, but like the actual timbre and orchestration of the tracks. He was saying they felt well, quite and, separate. And it could just, I could have sung a completely different melody over the top of a lot of the instrumentals. I'm glad you said that because Marvin Gaye in What's Going On recorded two different takes and was like, hmm, I don't know which one's better. We'll just put both in. And so What's Going On just has two sep- like two overlapping vocal melodies. <laughs> and it feels it. To be honest, it's, it's wild. Like, not it's in a cool. bad way. No, but like, I can obviously the like, so like, mid like, bar. It's going to stop, or like between verses, or it's they're, change. they're all full takes. They're all, they're full, all takes. full takes, and they're just played. But some of it he goes some of them are, Some of it yeah. he goes to a different end. Oh, it's interesting that you haven't noticed. If you yeah, listen it, to it again, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, no, I absolutely see it." I guess I it's know. like double tracked with no accuracy, but with no goal of accuracy. Yeah, no, no. Because that wasn't the plan, but I, I think it's that's a really interesting technique because it, it works really well, and you because you haven't noticed it, so it's not jarring. But the other tracks, like if I just heard the vocals in isolation, I would have told you that like the instrumental would have sounded completely different, especially like that's drumming wise. The drumming mm. felt very, very free in comparison to what the vocal was. Mm. Very doing. free. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, can you elaborate? Like the 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 instrumental ma- made sense within itself, and then it felt like 
he'd just shown up to karaoke and kind of sung what he wanted to sing over the top of it, which isn't an insult. It's just that that's how it felt to me. Like, like I said, like, I think you could have sung like a load of different melodies over the top and there might have even been ones that would have fitted better because there wasn't any sort of like interaction, I thought, between backing track and vocal. Yeah. Maybe. I, I always thought the instrumental was quite contained. And I always thought, mm. um, and you said earlier something about, I can't remember the, the word you used. It wasn't happy, but it was like towards that. I always thought that the a lot of the instrumental felt quite restrained in like a mm. about to snap kind of way, in like mm. a urgency kind of way. In like Frustrated. A te- all, not, not Tense feels extreme for what it is, mm. but like, sometimes it doesn't quite hit chord one as much as you'd think and stuff Mm, like that. And sometimes it's like, I can tell there's another gear that all of these guys absolutely have. And they're Mm. so close to doing it, but they're not quite going to do it. And, and for that reason, it never felt like completely resolved and settled, which to me completely fits the That's why the vocal feels like off because it feels like that it's, there is that fight that you're talking about, that conflict. Mm. I think it could be a lot more overt, the, this conflict that mm. I've just said. But like, yeah. and probably live versions of this, are, I don't know, I haven't maybe no, ever listened to a Marvin Gaye live show, which is ridiculous behavior. I've been alive like more than 12 years. Why have I not done that? <laughs> um, it's okay, don't be so hard on yourself. You've got another 12 years to listen to that. I hope so. Oh, that's, that's good. More. That's nice to Pro- know. How did you find more. that out? Oh, I'm guest. <laughs> oh, okay. I I did one of those. Still look um, both ways when you cross the wiki how things. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, sixty four. You mentioned as to how he felt quite loose in his vocal delivery. Mm. Yeah, I want you That's to know like the drums felt quite loose. Oh yeah, maybe. But I want you to all know that in order to achieve his takes, Marvin did a Hendrix and turned up super late to the studio every single day. So they might have started recording at six, and he turned up at midnight. They always like he always had joints and like scotch ready to pass around to him and the team. And I read in you ever seen them little books, the thirty three and a third anecdotes about a specific album that's like one person's take. Somebody said um, that in order to get rid of all of the sexual nature out of his mind and to keep a clear head, he would profusely masturbate before takes. That's terrible. Sure. <laughs> Why not? I just, I don't know if that's true. I think it is, because it's, I, either way, Marvin Gaye tried to be less sexual and still not quite, not quite pulling it off. I mean, he's not there yet. He was trying he's to not pull there it off, yet. apparently. Well, careful. One time I was in a pub in Garstang and I went to the urinals and I was having a wee and this old man came up to me. Finished having a wig, went, fucking hell, I nearly pulled its head off and walked off. Didn't wash his hands, just left. I was like, what am I supposed to do with that? What am I, what, 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 what am I to do, you know? Yeah, so the album after this that Marvin did was a black exploitation soundtrack. Fantastic. And then he did Let's Get It On. Oh, mm-hmm. fair. Nice. Um, so he I don't know what that. happened during the process of recording that soundtrack, but... <laughs> <laughs> Read between the lines, it's there. Yeah. Crazy. Any more any more questions you want to know about um I don't know, caterpillars or 
Dandelion Saw, Marvin Gaye, or Jack Sizzle's I, I, I have one more question. Hmm. There is a line that I, I wrote down. Um, Marvin made a comment to one of the musicians on this album, and uh, the, Marvin said, I really like that part. And the musician was like, oh, I was just goofing off. And he said, when referring to the part, you goof off exquisitely. Thank you. What was the particular part he was on about? Ooh. I'm going to say guess and then wrong answers only. So two answers. As in it's a part of this album. A part of this album, a musical part, uh, non-vocals, so an instrumental part. I don't like that you said goof off straight after the conversation about Marvin Gaye trying to (laughs) get rid of his sexual urges, but... I was going to say the same answer as Jack, and then um, he stole it. So, um, thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) I I don't know. None of it felt particularly... Goofy. Goofy. But what does feel goofy is that Wikipedia has referred to this as progressive soul. Which, yeah. I guess if previous soul is literally, hey, let's dance together, mm. then this is. I guess so. Yeah. It's like old and yeah. new rhythm and blues, just Which different. It's like incredibly harsh <laughs> criticism of previous soul. But like, previous I, I think soul, that's yeah. what it means, like in terms of themes. It's not, it's not meaning that, like, if progressive metal is Meshuggah, then this is like the, the equivalent. <laughs> like. <laughs> The actual answer was the saxophone part from What's Going On. The in, in the intro bit that I always thought sounded so sure was just from a demo. The saxophone player did that, and Mum was like, "Yeah, we'll keep that in." Huh? Huh? Yeah, which nice. is cool. Cool. The wrong answer is it was the scratchy thing that Chris was on about. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> no, because that's done with so much intention, yeah. and that's part yeah, that of Chris's that issue did, with it. That like, didn't accidentally <laughs> slip into the album, did it? Yeah. <laughs> Someone was just scratching on the desk, and it, they were like, "Oh, that sounds." For the good. whole song. Like, <laughs> yeah. How long is that song as well? Like, the writing oh, fader thirteen, but they put a bunch of sand in the fader to make it scratch more. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we've chatted a lot about the ins and outs of the actual story behind the album and various things. The song is seven and a half minutes. Sorry to interrupt. The song (laughs) is seven and a half minutes of... (laughs) (laughs) Chris seems harrowed by this experience. (laughs) I was on the tube today and I was like, oh my God, do I I just skip? And I'm like, the rest of it is pretty good. The stuff going on in my left ear is great. Right channel? (laughs) Not, Not fun. You need 26 channels of binaural audio. That's what you need. <laughs> right. I do. Yeah. I do. True separation. True separation. You want to uh, just plug it straight to the back of the speaker from a microphone. Sorted. Yeah. Final thoughts, everybody. It's chill as fuck. Um, and it was a really nice listening experience. Um, yeah. Cool. Chris McDonald? Same thoughts, but I don't think I really enjoyed it as a listener. Okay. Like, I listened to it and I was like, cool. And then I was like, well, I'll, I'll listen to someone else now. Like, I got stuff out of it, but I just, it, mm. it didn't really grab me as, a, as an album. Like, I see its merits, huh. but. Huh. Huh. Could have done with just, just a couple of singles off it, I reckon, as Ben may have mentioned earlier, or that might have been in the pre chat. I don't know. Yeah. 
but End like mention yeah um yeah like i know three of the tracks and then move on quick ep but yeah it's all right okay yeah. cool what about you ben white i mean it's an absolute classic is what it is and i think that um so much of it is 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 really 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 strong um so much of it is really 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 dated um yeah. some of it i i think is like and i don't know how much of it's the datedness like some of it is a bit like fillery or not quite as strong as some of the other bits like like track one is so clearly what they did first <laughs> to me like it makes so much sense and then like inner city blues is so clearly a single like yeah. And, yeah, it's, yeah. and it's got so many other brilliant things throughout the record but it's not that quality all the way through. Mm. Uh, yeah. And I, I think some of that is like datedness for sure. Mm. Um, and like TikTok four second attention spans and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> I yeah, think it's also a testament the reverb to reverb how... on the congas in what's going on mm. is, is, is delicious. Yeah. Like everything down to that. It's, it's, it's really nice. It is really good. Yeah. I think it's a testament. I, I don't to know the if singles. I stand by nice actually, but <laughs> I, yeah, I guess nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a testament to the singles to say that they make the other sound, the other tracks sound weak. You know. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, um, but I think sometimes they're trying to copy the formula of the singles, and it's not as like fluent and natural. And... Hmm. I think that that's what's happening sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I would, I'd recommend it if you're into like soul, I suppose. Mm. Like it's, yeah, there's a touchstone and it is only 35 minutes long. It is quite short. Um, and mm. it is like, if you are hilariously given the like themes and the topics, like that's why I'm wrestling with the word nice. Cause like, yeah, if you, if you're really tired and you've just done like a really long day of, um, kids throwing basketballs at each other in school musicals and you, like, <laughs> after 14 hours it's time to drive home and it's night time it it really does hit the spot like if you yeah. ignore the, like ignore the context hilarious yeah privilege and stuff so yeah um yeah and that saxophone playing at the start is gold yeah it's yeah. hilarious that that was not the plan exquisitely goofed <laughs> so i can't hear it without it like yeah. like i can't hear ain't no mountain without james jameson i can't hear yeah. that, that song without mm. um yeah and i can't hear that song without the double vocal thing either like i had never uh, noticed it until i until i looked it up and i was like oh yeah no that is what that is it's it's kind of like um i don't know i i just i never noticed it and now that i have seen it i'm like that definitely is what that is yeah yeah there's no like clever like yeah. rhyme or reason behind those choices that yeah. support the counterpoint or anything there's no, none of that yeah it's just, just very like, free that's so um the same gesture as a vibe mm. that they can get away mm. with it yeah and, and i enjoy yeah. that when music like transcends the super intellectualness of it mm. and maybe it doesn't mm. work for everyone and maybe i'm biased um because i it's am just, i am it's just that soul much soul that it works you know yeah hmm it's defied logic, and he just had the soul for it. It just, it just got through. Yeah. What do um, you think, Will? Oh, I fucking love this. It, it's maybe the nicest sad album I've ever heard. 
in the fact that Ooh. it discusses quite a lot of really horrible subjects and topics with such hope and with such like tenderness like the topics they discuss are pretty pretty serious and it's i can imagine from the time mm. it was a very big issue people were getting drafted people were going to war and coming back and then the america was changing around them and yeah. that was the like just one of the multitude of issues and to hear that and release an album that sounds this soulful, this lovely, this much of a nice like things are bad, but here's a bit of a here's a bit of a reprise, a relief, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. It, I I thoroughly enjoy this. I, I hmm. this album was also uh, one of it added to the national recording registry at the library of congress which is defined as having sound recordings that are culturally historically or aesthetically significant and or inform or reflect life in the united states so not that it changes my opinion but it's it's certainly just been quite heavily acclaimed and has affected various other musicians as well it was at one point i think rolling stone magazine Yes, favorite album of all time. Is it Rolling Stone that I'm thinking yeah, of? Yeah, two thousand four. Best album of all time, according yeah. to Rolling Stone magazine. In two thousand four, wow. the album's title track was ranked number. F- oh, hang on, no, no, I mean the album. But we don't have to fact check that. I can say yeah. that, and I'm not sure. That's we, fine. Like, that's <laughs> I think you are right, like, um, um, but I can't. I can't find out what year it but was. But Rolling Stone does have a super, super like uh, bias towards old and classic and yeah. those kind of things. Like yeah, it is. It is not. Um, at least when I looked at that list, which was not recently, it was not representative. Mm. I wouldn't say. Yeah, like twenty twenty. The top twenty are always like the Beatles discography, and yeah, yeah. and they get bonus feeling. points because they're the Beatles discography. Yeah, like aside yeah. of like pure mu- musical merit and how it translates, and mm-hmm. which but yes. which is valid. You have to choose a rubric from somewhere. Um, yeah, but I think that's and, and that that's rubric why is that old, album won. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah. 2020 was the year that it was named um, best album. I've just remembered there's a Mellotron at the yeah. end of is it What's Happening Brother? Maybe. I can't remember. Either Maybe. way, it, every time I've listened to that, it's always caught me off guard because it doesn't make any sense to go in like a really minor way. It, it always threw me off because it just seemed too spooky for the rest of the album. <laughs> Ooh, anyway, tangent. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. Is that one uh, of the like transitiony moments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think I've chatted enough. Thank you very much for listening to my TED talk about Marvin. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, glad I've listened to it. Marvin yeah. TED. I, I, yeah. I. It's certainly not my favorite album of all time. It's up there in my top 100, and it's one of the albums that I'd recommend people listen to if if they Fair. if they haven't. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Ben nice. White, you're up next. What are we listening to next week? Um, Let's do Dirty Projectors. Let's do Ooh. Bitter Orca by Dirty Projectors. Michael Jackson. You can do that if you want. Which I would al- recommend which, both. Which album, sorry, Ben? Uh, Bitter Orca. Bitter I don't Orca. know if that's pronounced correctly. I, I really severely doubt it. I haven't looked at what those words mean. Is it German no, for please? Right. And then, I don't know. Um, the one with two women on the front and mm-hmm. one of them has a blue dot and one of them has a red dot. Is that Oak Rat? Oh, just the, the non-expanded edition. Pronounced? Oh, we don't need an expanded edition of anything. It's Orca, like the whale. Um, 
Yeah, let's do that one. Why not? Nice. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Very fun. It sounds like from the reaction, some of you guys are familiar with that. Uh, I'm only familiar with a remix of, not a remix, just like an alternate version they did of a, a Manchester Orchestra song. And oh, apparently okay. I've liked 15 songs. Oh no, it's because I've just liked the album. Nice. Uh, I've liked <laughs> like four of their songs beforehand, so. Um, Sander really likes these. That's my um, knowledge of them. I know I've been told to listen to them for a long time and I actually still haven't, so this is going to be good. So for those who wish to contact nice. us in the meantime, we have Facebook and Instagram. And you can contact oh, us at thealbumclub.pod. That's the album club. Dot pod. On Twitter, it's just the Album Club. An email. We have thealbumclub.pod at gmail.com if you wish to email us. Also, on Anchor, send us a voice note. Um, is there anything else I'm missing, Chris? Um, We're nearly at 1,000. We are nearly at 1,000. I reckon oh, by the time this episode comes out, we'll hit 1,000. That's exciting. Unless yeah. no one ever listens to us again. Well, uh, We should have hit 1,000 by now, so... Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. That is a milestone. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So, this guy. I want to let you all into a little secret. This album club episode is, is dropped on April 1st. Um, I want you to listen real carefully to the outro theme. And that's oh, it. good. Oh, it's good. Oh, it As it is fading in right now. Oh, it's good. Listen to Bye. it. Bye. Bye. Oh